This is the Town Roots Podcast, episode number six. Welcome to the Town Roots Podcast, the podcast of, about, and for Oakland. No matter if you live in the town, do business here, or are visiting, we have something for you. And now, your hosts, Anthony Wilson and Vincent Hayes. We're excited to have Notch join us today. Hi, Notch. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Good. Glad you're here. Yep. Yep. I'm excited. So Notch is my barber and I, uh, I've, uh, it's been a long search in terms of finding a good barber and I finally landed on one with him. So, uh, with having said that, let's just jump right into it. Uh, so Notch COVID forced a lot of businesses to pivot. A lot of, uh, local businesses in Oakland and San Francisco had to become really creative. Uh, and you've made a really interesting pivot, and which is why we want to talk to you about it. So can you tell us about your business and what you've done differently to survive and thrive during the pandemic? I've been owning a barbershop in downtown San Francisco for the last 12, 13 years. Business was great, of course, but the pandemic hit. And with the uncertainties of opening vaccinations and just the way we go about our normal human lives, it made me rethink how do I give my business back to my clients? So um, as a result, I had to just sit back and realize that, you know, either I bring my business to my clients or I wait for them to come back to me. So I was just proactive and uh, went did the mobile thing. If you could, uh, can you elaborate in terms of like what your mobile solution looks like uh, in, in terms of being able to be a barber on the go for, for your clients? Well, basically what I did was I bought a, a Sprinter van uh, converted it and I made it into a full mobile barber service. Um, there's hot and cold running water. We have uh, entertainment for guests, fresh air ventilation. It's, it's fully sustainable. And now I'm able to accommodate my clients, not only in San Francisco, but those that are out in the East Bay, uh, the South Bay, down in the peninsula and all over San Francisco, pretty much the entire Bay Area. I set up different pop-up locations and outside of those pop-up locations, I'll do on-demand service where customers can call me to do uh, groomsmen parties. We can do kid cut parties. We can do adult haircut parties. And it's just become, you know, now it's the new way of life because people have figured out what makes their lives more convenient. And if this was a part of that convenience, then, you know, I wanted to be in the forefront. How many people does your does your van hold? It holds um, actually. So it's one barber and one client at a time. Um it can house three or four people to sit in and just and just be comfortable. But for the most part, I wanted it to be to be a one on one experience with me and the client. And you talked about entertainment. Tell us a little bit more about that. So uh, I have live television. Uh, we serve a range of beverages, anywhere from water, soft drinks, beer, hard seltzers, all the way up to scotch, bourbon, and tequila. What was your first thought when the pandemic hit? Oh, shit, we're in trouble. That was my first thought. Um, I initially thought it was going to last. I thought it was only last uh, for a couple of weeks because I was actually down in Palm Springs during spring bake. And once we came back, that's when we realized that San Francisco was a ghost town. Yeah, it's so funny. uh, I think the last time that I was at your barbershop in the city, I think it was like maybe mid-March. And so, um, and maybe early March, mid March, but, um, I, I went to the, to the Apple store, which is really close to where your location was. 
And uh, literally there was nobody in there. And I got my hair cut, went to the Apple store, did my business, got out of the city. Like I was literally back home in, in like an hour. And and I was just amazed. I was like, wow. And then a, a week later, then like there was nothing. And so when when that happened and you were pretty much at a place where you had to just be at home, um, where did when did you how long did it take you to say, you know what, I need to do a mobile solution or I need to just rethink how I do my business? It took me about six months to actually pull the trigger. I wanted to make sure that when I when, when I decided to do it. I had all my T's crossed and all my I's dotted. Um, I did a lot of market research to see what other barbers around the country were doing as far as mobile. Um, looked into how they operated and tried to figure out what would be the best mode of approach for me. I've also gotten to a point where um, I started working on a, uh, an app to help navigate the business a lot smoother. So with this app, it will allow me to have a live GPS location for my clients so that way they can always see where I am. And in that live GPS application, it would allow them to see if I'm traveling towards them and there's a time slot open and I may be, may be able to stop and work with those clients as I'm going back and forth throughout the Bay Area. How did you come up with the idea for the app? Did, were, the, were your clients telling you that that's what they wanted or did you see another barber somewhere else in the country doing that? No, actually, a lot of services that I use for my clients to schedule online to put, book their appointments, to pay for their appointments. These are all separate apps that I've already been using. So what I was trying to figure out was how do I maintain that same, that same continuity, but also provide an app that's dedicated to me. So I just got these guys to build me an app that will camouflage all those other services that I use until I'm able to ing- integrate those services without a subscription into my own personal app. Nice, nice. That was pretty good. Thank you. Had to get creative, man. Yeah. When you were talking to your customers and, and, and clients, what kind of feedback did they give you? Let's say, like, were they saying, yeah, well, I, well, I guess in your case, San Francisco was shut down, so there was no way they could come into your shop. But did you find them, you know, kind of asking you to come up with solutions or, or you know, kind of walk us through what that looked like when you had to shut down? So for me... It was, it was really like um, survival mode. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like they were requesting me to come up with a solution. I knew that because of the way things were transitioning, I had to come up with a solution. And, you know, some of my clients were apprehensive because they were concerned about the price point. Um, like, how, how do we make this work? Are you going to raise the prices if you come to me? But after six months, they kind of realized that, hey, man, whatever I need to pay you, come and give me a haircut. Because people started doing haircuts in their bathrooms, people started doing haircuts in the in the in the garage, and it just wasn't that same experience. And for me, I wanted to make sure that I can replicate the barbershop experience on wheels. And what is the price point? So initially, uh, haircuts are sixty bucks, and that's at my pop up locations. But if you want me to come to you, then there's an additional forty dollar charge for the service. So if you want to do a house call, a basic haircut starts at 100 and it works its way up from there, depending on what services you want to include with your haircut. And I can tell you, um, after doing my own haircuts for a year and then having to cut my son's hair, uh, I was ready to pay anything and everything to notch. And so I, I travel now and, <laughs> and I find him, I'm, I'm bugging him on my haircut appointment days. I'm like, yo, this is, hey, where are you? I, I need mine now. 
But I mean, it's, it's, it's an amazing convenience because I think uh, one of the things that Notch said was like the experience of going to a barber and, and getting the, the haircut and, and the other services, like to, to be able to have that kind of where we are right now, although we are starting to open up a little bit, but to be able to get it on a, on a more, uh, kind of convenient, uh, location basis, all of that stuff is, is impressive. And like my first time in the van, like I was, I was literally blown away, like how well it was put together and, and, and the way that he was able to set it up so that you have a a live TV uh, footage going and, and all that. So it was really impressive. So uh, during that process, did you ever think about like how you could uh, then sell that idea to other barbers or anything like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So the plan now is to, you know, build these vans and the technology platforms for not only barbers, for hairstylists, uh, nail techs, massage therapists, uh, spray tanning salons, any kind of personal care service that people were used to going to a physical location to have done. I want to provide that service at a much more convenient and efficient way about going about doing it. So if instead of you having to take that travel 30 minutes into the city, 45 minute haircut, 30 to 45 minutes getting back out of the city. I'd rather just bring that service to you. And that way your day can still be as efficient as it's always been, but you still get those amenities that you're used to. No, I like that. You're, you're basically taking your pivot and sharing with other people and that, and that, you know, could, could be its own separate business. Are you going to sort of do it soup to soup to nuts in terms of providing the vans or just providing the technology or, or both? Both, both. And the van, like I said, the van is a small portion of what I want to do. The biggest thing is I want to be able to build the technology portion of it to make barbers, hairstylists, any kind of personal care service industry person more more efficient and more accessible. I like that. I think it's a good idea, and I think it's I think it's needed at this time for sure. I totally agree with that. Um, I think I find that that so many of the services that we took for granted uh, prior to the pandemic are, are now becoming so hard to to uh, get access to, like uh, for. Uh, pedicure or manicure. My wife, she, we've been, uh, calling around. We found a couple of places that will do, um, the services in your home or outside of your home, basically in a safe space. Uh, but like it's so hard to get that booked. It's expensive, all that. And you know, I, I accept the fact that there should be an upcharge to come to your house and, and do the work, but like it's just not as, as easy as it was. And to see a solution like this makes it like super easy, super, uh, affordable and and like it's it's much much more safe than having to worry about coming to a salon or a, or a uh, nail um, spa and then hope that everybody has you know done their due diligence to make sure everything is safe. Um, but so in in your process or or your journey, um, are there any um, words of advice that you would like to give to other business owners as they try and, and figure out how to pivot uh, as we move forward through this pandemic? My new philosophy has become in, during any time of crisis, there's going to be a time for opportunity. And the people that jump on those opportunities and, you know, are not scared to face those waters. Those are the people that always come out on top. And I wanted to be sure that I actually adhere to my own philosophy, jumped out and took the uncomfortable step. And this is where we are today. 
I, I think you're so right about that. But any of your, you know, other people in the in the industry that you talked to about this, does, did did you come across anyone that said, "Hey, man, that's that's too risky. I can't do that. I I just got to wait for everything to open up and see what happens." Absolutely, absolutely. But those same people are now seeing the success of this, and they're starting to rethink it. But uh, for a lot of people, it, it takes you have to actually see it work before you will actually jump into it. You know, and that's that's why I wanted to be the pioneer. So are those people now coming to you for advice? They're coming to me to get vans built. Oh, they're coming to get your vans built. Nice. Uh, you, you're going to be the van man. Well, like I said, that's the vans are a small portion because the vans, that's a physical thing. But the technology that I want to provide to the hairstylists, the personal care industry, I want that to be paramount. I want that to be the driving force behind Luxcrew Mobile Barber Technologies. So I know you touched on the technology a little bit before, but why don't you walk us through that? Walk us through everything that the, that te- that the technology does now for you and where you want to go with it for, for other personal care providers. Okay, so basically, uh, number one, uh, scheduling. I know a lot of hairstylists, a lot of personal care people, their business is predicated on walk-ins, you know, but even that business model is not really sustainable because you can't dictate or you really can't determine or predetermine what your business is going to look like throughout the week. And once you realize that a lot of appointment setting, um, if I can give you back office as far as how many cuts you do a day, what times are, are your most popular times, I can give you, I want to be able to give you, um, even your social media analytics, all inclusive in this app. So that way you can see how much money you're making. You can see how many products you're selling. You can see which days are full. You can see which packages are selling the most. You can reach a larger audience because I want to, I want to be able to bridge the gap between the marketplace of clients that are looking for barbers and barbers that are looking for those kind of clients. And if, if, if the barbers can get reviews for the clients and the clients can get reviews for the barbers or any hairstyles or personal care service, then I think that that would allow these individuals to grow their businesses at a higher rate. But the number one thing, like I said, is, is to, is to help, help these guys work more efficiently and have greater access to a marketplace and have their analytics and and just be able to manage their money a lot better. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's going to be a huge help because I I know that there are, there are other service providers out there that uh, pr- could probably benefit from all of that uh, infrastructure because uh, there are still some people who just kind of operate off of uh, like a notepad and, and writing down appointments. And, and sometimes, you know, those appointments get lost and, and, and you have a, you know, a degraded level of service. Uh, so hopefully that will be a thing that, that those people will latch on to and improve their, their offerings as well as their, their revenue streams. So one other thing I wanted to ask, as we kind of think about uh, the pandemic, well, as people are getting more vaccinations, uh, maybe we're coming out of this thing in the next six to eight months. Where do you see your business going? Up, because the more people that are vaccinated, which I've already got my first vaccine, I'll take my second one on the 25th. And that's going to be one of my things, one of the, the, the items that I promote the most, letting people know that this is a safe environment. It's clean. I've gone through COVID-19 um, sanitation protocol with Barberside. So I, I've tried to stay ahead of the game as far as safety, cleanliness and, and sanitation to make sure that my clients are comfortable. They come in, they see me steam down the, the environment in between clients. And it makes it gives them a sense of security 
as opposed to, you know, you're going into a barbershop, you don't know who's done their due diligence, as you said before. And even though, you know, you're doing your part, our the, the entirety of our all, of all our safety is based on what the next person does. So if, if I can ease my client's minds just a little bit and knowing that, you know, he's, he, he's, he's, he's on top of his game when it comes to sanitation, he's vaccinated, he's making sure that I'm safe, then I think more clients will be comfortable coming and doing a business like this as opposed to going back into a brick and mortar where you're just sitting there with 15, 20 people that you don't know. When you were getting this going, Notch, did you seek any advice or, or counsel from anybody? I did. I reached out to uh, close friends, family, uh, some business colleagues, some of my clients who were in the tech industry. Um, got diff- got a lot of feedback from a lot of different people and just, you know, kind of analyzed what would work for me and what wouldn't. And then I just implemented my plan. And so far, man, it's, it's been it's been really, really well. The response has been great. The interest has been tremendous. And uh, businesses, businesses starting to return to a sense of normalcy for me. So as we look at where we are in the uh, pandemic now, and you look back a year ago, if, if you knew then what you know now, what would you have done differently? I would have done this in December of 2019. You'd have done it before the pandemic even hit then. Absolutely. Right. So you basically you see this is the way you should have gone before the pandemic. They just the pandemic forced you to do it. Yeah, because just think about it. If I had this type of business and my clients still wanted to get services, I wouldn't have had a nine month down period because I'd still be able to go to their houses, take care of them, just like they were doing during the COVID season when they were getting the COVID cuts. But it's just this business is already licensed. This business is permitted. And like I said, it, it gives you a real shop feel. It, it's not like mm-hmm. it's not just like you're in the back of a van. It's like you have a real shop feel in here. So I know you got some publicity recently. Um, I know you, you were on the news. T- tell us about that. What's that been like? Yes. Well, like I said, the uh, the response that I've been getting and the and the, and the traction that, that we're gaining, it, it's really been it's really been impressive. It's really been impressive. I. Uh, as you mentioned, I was on the news a couple of days ago, and uh, that gave me a lot of exposure. So I'm starting to get a lot of calls and inquiries about, you know, what we're doing, what's the plan for expansion, stuff like that. So the upside is is tremendous. The upside is tremendous, and I'm I'm, I'm really excited to about what the future holds. Okay. Okay. Well, I've got one last question and then uh, I'm going to let uh, Anthony uh, kind of wrap us up. So my question is, is, is when can we play golf? We can play today. I think we got a little bit of rain in the forecast, but if, uh, if tomorrow works for you, we can definitely do that. Friday's probably hard for you though. Yeah. Friday's, this Friday is definitely tough. The lady's birthday is on Sunday. So we got a Napa trip planned. So I'm all I'm all tapped out for the weekend. I get it. Happy birthday to the lady. So Notch, let's close with where can people find you? You can find me on all social media platforms at LuxGroom. Our website is LuxGroom.net. And for Android users, our app on the Play Store is LuxGroom. Hey man, this has been great. Thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And and hopefully, you know, people listen and they go to the website and check you out and book an appointment. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, no worries. It's it's my pleasure, and uh, and definitely I, I I I'm excited about where you're going in terms of your your business and and what you can provide to other uh, service providers in the industry. So I'm excited for you. Thanks, guys. Like I said, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's been a pleasure. And uh, yeah, Vince, we'll get out and play golf soon. 
Hopefully you can bring Anthony out too so he can come to my class. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we're definitely out of here. Thank you for listening to the Town Roots Podcast. For more information about the show, to leave comments and connect with the hosts, head over to www.townroots.com.